0: Hour two overdrive continues. TSN 1050 on the TSN app. Your home smart speaker up on TSN four. Brian Hayes, Odug, Jeff O'Neill, Jamie Noodles, McLennan. We've got Jerry's percentages in about a half an hour. And Darren Dreger will join us here in a moment. Where deals are still coming in. It sounds like sure. Shane Gostis-Bear is on his way to Carolina, and uh, Philip Heronic is on his way from Detroit to Vancouver for picks. And we're bracing for more fireworks man any any moment now you can basically prepare yourself for another deal yeah, to go down yeah, it's yeah you're going to
1: get a bunch of deals where teams that aren't going for the stanley cup are just like positioning you know adding for next like you're going to see a bunch of deals like that for teams yeah. that are not contending i believe
2: you, you know who is interesting for me and it's had a dreadful year on a team that is in clearly a rebuild is uh john klingberg like, I'm wondering if a team would just take a flyer and go, hey. Like, even a team like Edmonton, where mm-hmm. they move out Barry, uh, but Barry was the quarterback of their power play. Mm-hmm. Like, Klingberg can do that, right? And he, he is, I, Jamie.
1: But, like, you used to watch Dallas. Yeah. And people used to talk about the way he could drag the puck across the blue line, his offensive ability. Yeah. He has not looked – and I know Anaheim's bad, but he looks like he's aged 10 years. Yeah. And I don't know if the losing has sucked the life out of that guy, but he is su- like Jimmy Neal must have saw something where he's like, I'm not giving this guy eight times eight because he doesn't
2: look right, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, and and plus you've got you've got a legitimate stud there in Haskin and like he's a, a hell of a player as a one there. But it, yes. you're right. Like I just I think the game has dropped off for him, and maybe the you know age or the legs aren't there. But he was a very talented guy, and that's you know that's a pretty quick drop off. So I've just like teams like that, you know. I, I read today on Twitter. I don't know if that's verified or not because you, you're reading like who who creates dummy accounts. Like you got to be careful with that too, right? Oh like it's yeah. Like, I like, thought that
0: was stopping, but well, apparently you you cannot stop people from creating a dummy account. That's the
1: saddest it. thing of all time. Like imagine. Imagine a grown ass man sitting in his
2: basement <laughs> wanting to do that, like creating a fake Darren Drager account. Yeah, to break I know. The like, I, I, I don't
1: know. I it don't
0: happens. Know. Like Did you we... assume you, I, you envision like a twelve year old being a kid and messing it's around not, with his buddies. It's not. It's probably not. It's probably a forty three year old. Yeah, from... lives in
1: his parents' basement with a pizza stained shirt
0: <laughs> and he's a grubby pig. I think he's got bad plans. What, but yes. we got big we
2: all, plans. We all have been whatever that is, we've been trapped in it. I swear we were on air well, a couple of years ago, Hayes, and I'm looking pigs. at you. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> We're talking oh, about
1: grubby pigs. <laughs> The general manager and the president of basketball operations for the 76ers was doing it.
0: (laughs) He was creating
1: ghost accounts and screwing with people, and his (laughs) wife was involved.
0: That was more than likely his wife. You're talking about the Brian Colangelo stuff. Allegedly. 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 Can you imagine (laughs) a
1: high-class dude like that that dresses really nice? Like He used to dress sharp, Colangelo. Imagine him sitting at the dinner table with his wife saying, Want to fire up some ghost accounts and screw with people? <laughs> mm-hmm. And she nods her head and goes, yes, yeah. yes, man. let's do it.
0: Well, I that man. was a big source of the attacking was people goofing on his gear, right? Like people would goof on the high collars. And remember the famous tweet was find a new slant where yeah. the ghost account was say- basically defending his style and <laughs> the big collars. And I think that's what made people realize that has to be him. Like why would anyone defend someone else's style? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who cares? Yeah, nobody
1: cares for it.
0: Nobody no. cares. Nobody cares if you're taking some heat because of a shirt you're wearing. Was who cares? that the
1: beginning? I remember the investigative journalist who had who backed Like when somebody gets on a ghost account and starts tracking you, you're oh, screwed, yeah. man. You're
0: so screwed, and that's what ha- that was at. The, 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 it was someone with the ringer. I can't remember his name, and he reached once he knew he had him hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, the ultimate mic drop was he had started following these dummy accounts reached out to Philly said I'd like to speak to Brian I believe he's doing this and then within hours those accounts went private yeah and that's when he realized it's him like there's your smoking gun Well, the wasn't was-
1: there other stuff with like his sons had buddies back in Toronto, yes. and the ghost account followed them. And yes, they were following
0: yeah. like teachers from Upper Canada College, and it why was, would you yeah, do that you if see. you're a dummy account living in East Jersey? You know, like you're right. Like it the didn't time, make any but
2: the, the time that people spend to like either create the accounts or track them down—it's ridiculous. And I swear that we. I I think we were on air one time, and there was, like, a trade made by, like, a, a fake Drager account. And I may have said it, and you were like, uh, let's just make sure that's the – because it be looked careful. like – but that was, I think, three or four, maybe five years ago. I don't know yeah. oh, if you were there. It, maybe it was me and you, Hayes, just on that trade deadline day. But these – I mean, those guys, those insiders must be – Bobby Mack had a bunch of fake accounts Drake, oh, yeah. Pierre, LeBron. We like should that.
1: give a rod of, uh, the green light to create a ghost account and kind of throw barbs at us to see when we can catch him.
0: To find out like if we believe it's a rod or not. We'll like, know it's a rod cuz he'll be polite.
2: Oh
1: yeah, he'll be like good <laughs> afternoon. You guys are frauds. <laughs> no,
2: he'll a rod. Come no, on, it, a rod. It'll be the exact opposite. See, that's the thing. He might play the nice guy, but really, behind the nice guy face, he's a lunatic. Who knows, It could be. Anything is possible.
0: Anything is possible. All right, joining us now on the Maple Toronto Hotline, here's our TSN Hockey insider, Darren Dreger. How's your life been the last few days, Dregs?
3: Yeah, hectic. I mean, who's getting who? Normally, you know, the, the week leading up to the deadline is obviously a very busy one. But, you know, you can kind of navigate through it. And then you get to midweek, and there's a couple of deals. But what we saw last night especially was off the charts. So it's a slower pace today, but still a couple of deals. And who knows, maybe more pending.
2: Dregs, for the trades that have been completed so far, which is probably either the biggest surprise or one that kind of came out of left field that you didn't really have a, a, a sniff on?
3: Yeah, uh, noodles. That's a good question. I mean, there's been so many. To be fair, uh, the yeah. oh, Maple Leafs have done a magnificent job of of keeping things kind of cloak and dagger. You know, we I think we all collectively expected after the Ryan O'Reilly and the Cherry deal with St. Louis that uh, Dubas was going to try and dip into, you know, the the market and improve his defense. And Jake McCabe's name had been out there, but to get both Lafferty and McCabe. Uh, I would say that that was surprising. Um, You know, if you want to look more recently to what we saw early this morning, as in late last night, Columbus and L.A., uh, I got word kind of early evening that there was a decent chance that Korpisalo and uh, Gabrikov were going to go to the L.A. Kings. That was a bit of a surprise that both guys would would go in the same package. And then... (laughs) as we learned after the fact, um, you know, the fact that that Jonathan Quick got a phone call from Rob Blake, who isn't traveling, understandably. I mean, a lot going on with trade deadline week to be told on the phone that, hey, bud, you've been traded to Columbus. I mean, those are the kind of stories that that add a little bit of spice to uh, the overall intrigue of trade deadline. But beyond that, there have been so many that, Aside from bigger ones like Toronto and L.A. and Columbus, it's It's kind of hard to put a finger on it, because even if I think now allowed with Matthias Ekholm going to the Oilers, you know, we had been speculating on that possibility for several days, right? Like, he was checking and it was Ekholm, maybe it was Gavrikov. What was Kenny Holland going to do? So the fact that he closed the deal maybe is a little bit surprising, but the fact that he had been negotiating with Nashville wasn't so... I think it's more under the radar stuff, like the, the deals that the Maple Leafs have made, and even again, as I mentioned, that LA Columbus trade last night.
0: We're gonna have uh, Jerry join us in about 20 minutes. We're doing Jerry's percentages, so we'll ask you, Dregs, what of course is you your are, yeah. what is your Jerry's percentage <laughs> that uh, Kyle Dubas and the Leafs make another move between now and, and Friday 3 p.m.
3: Um. We have a trade to announce Ooh, He's later. He's later that guy. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I I mean, how do you say that the chances aren't good, right? Now, mm-hmm. they're not gonna be the magnitude that what we've seen. I think holy smokes the heavy lifting has been done and you know, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe and everybody associated probably wanna make sure that uh, you know, this group has some time to gel and and get the chemistry rolling here as we get later into the second half of the season. But Dubas put out a lot to acquire the pieces. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying he did. So the trade that he made sending Sandin, for example, to the Washington Capitals and recouping that that first-round pick from Boston Bruins, I mean, that matters. So could he move out one of his depth defensemen? Um, And dare I say... I like I've I've seen Hall as an example speculated. That's a stretch for me because of the position that he plays, um, right side, and the fact that if he you know, if they, they have an injury there, at least they can slide Justin Justin Hall higher up in the lineup. But it could be it could be one of their depth defense. So I, I'm not I'm not absolutely certain that the Leafs are done. In fact, I'd be surprised if they're done. But it might only be for the recoup of draft picks, or maybe a, a deeper depth kind of add.
1: Darren, did you have the Spear leaving Phoenix before, or Arizona before Chickren?
3: I I can't
1: <laughs> even do the Chickren thing anymore. It's like I know, I
4: know.
1: Well, well, I, I I'm looking forward to the the point where they say actually we're going to keep him, and then I'll pass uh, out.
3: So oh, this'll really get you going. Um I mean there is some speculation in the last fifteen minutes and I you know, unlike Pierre LeBron, I actually do my radio hits with you guys. I don't ghost <laughs> you when things get busy. Uh <laughs> yeah. Thanks okay. Darren, for priority, mentioning that right? and being uh, honest. You're my teammate. <laughs> I wanna help where I can. But there, there is a sense there is something developing with, uh, with Chickern and, and why should we even be remotely surprised by that? Given everything up. that's gone on since November of 2021. I mean, that's when this saga first began. Um, so look, I, I think you have to look at the, the, the potential players in play here. You know, Columbus has the collateral. I, I, I don't think they're close on anything. I know that the Buffalo Sabres, are willing to stay in the conversation, but only if the asking price comes down. Ottawa had backed out a week or two ago just because the ask was too much for Pierre Dorian and the Sens. Could they circle back the way the team is playing? There have been lots of tire kickers. Carolina, go down the list. There have been lots of tire kickers. Um, But I don't know, guys. Like Until it happens, I'm with you, I'm, I, I'm, again, kind of backpedaling to say, yes, he's getting traded by 3 o'clock Eastern on Friday. Because why hasn't it happened? I, I'm pretty sure that the essence of the deal that the Edmonton Oilers traded to the Nashville Predators in return from the T.S. home, maybe you pulled Tyson Berry out and you put something else in. Because I don't think that uh, Arizona wants to take on a contract like that. I'm told that was the deal that would have gone to the Coyotes in exchange for Jake Chickering. And, you know, on Monday it wasn't enough. And again, it wasn't enough yesterday. So finally Kenny Holmes said, well, I've had enough. And he shifted gears and focused on Nashville.
0: With Darren Dreger, a TSN hockey insider, um, we just mentioned this prior to having you on, Dregs, that uh, Vancouver has acquired Philip Horonik, a defenseman from Detroit. Um, yeah, makes and they sense get a. Yeah, the fourth rounder. So they send a first and a second to Detroit, and they bring Horanic in. I guess try to explain that if you can, in terms of both parties, what could be happening there. And everyone seems to have Vancouver circle, like Besser's yeah. names out there, Miller's names out there. Could it get crazy right. between now and Friday?
3: Yeah, it, it it could. But when you look at Besser and you look at JT Miller, there's been loose speculation around him. You know, I read a report out of Pittsburgh uh, talking about R- Ronnie Hextall. Um, you know, at least exploring the idea of JT Miller with Pittsburgh Penguins. And I I think we can, we can appreciate it from the Penguins standpoint. The messaging has been they don't want to get into the rental market. But what kind of message does that send to, you know, future free agents? Like JT Miller isn't even, he hasn't even started his contract extension yet. You know, he's just fresh off. Of signing the, the deal on uh, an $8 million annual average salary. And, you know, he's been in trade speculation here for the last few weeks at least. Now, I will tell you this. I think internally there has been trade speculation or trade discussion, sorry, internally in Vancouver about if they get the right deal for J.T. Miller. It makes sense to me to link the Pittsburgh Penguins because of what the Penguins need. I just can't look into the Penguins' roster what do they have to give the Vancouver Canucks that is going to make sense? In Brock Besser, again, it's it's complicated. You know, Besser's a good player. He's not as swift as maybe is, as he once was. The term is problematic, and so is the annual average salary. I think that there is still interest in Brock Besser, but, you know, either Vancouver's going to have to eat some salary, or they're going to have to take a bad contract or two back to make it happen. And both those deals out of Vancouver seem more likely in the off season. Not saying it can't get done. There's always hope, right? With a phone call. But that's why I'm confused by this trade with the Detroit Red Wings. But this also, again, solidifies what we've talked about for several weeks. You know, they fire Bruce Boudreau, they bring in Rick Talkin and company. Vancouver isn't looking for that full renovation or a rebuild. They're trying to transition on the fly. So I guess in that respect, it does make some sense in the deal with Detroit today.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting time. I mean, we you look at what the Leafs have done, just looking at the Canadian teams. The Leafs, they know they're going to the playoffs. They know they're playing Tampa. They've done a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, Winnipeg yeah. acquired uh, Niederreiter. Edmonton yeah. acquired Ekholm. But you look at two teams who are on the outside looking in. We mentioned this earlier, Dregs. Ottawa is humming. They're five points out of a playoff spot. Calgary is struggling They're five points out of a playoff spot. What is your yeah. read on what happens in those two markets between now and Friday?
3: Well, the heat is on in, in both markets, but, you know, it's definitely on in Ottawa based on what we've seen this week. You know, and I know Pierre Dorian, the GM there, said probably eight games ago, nine games ago, that he wanted to really assess the team in the eight, ten games before the trade deadline to see whether or not it, it, it was worthwhile to invest and, and try and get some help. Well, that team has just been terrific, you know, certainly of late. I mean, back-to-back stomps of the Detroit Red Wings, right? Um, and the message, and noodles, you know this, you were part of the game last night. The message, yeah. I feel, from the leaders and from the players in general to management and future ownership is, hey, we're still in this fight. We need a little bit of help, but we're in this fight. And so how do you not recognize that if you're pre Dorion? And And then the bigger picture is, Okay, Pierre Dorian's a hockey guy. He probably wants to give them some help. Does he have the authority to give them help with pending ownership in the breeze? You know, he's got a board that has to approve and all of those things. What I know is, you know, the, the on-and-off again talks on Jake Tricker to Ottawa, I mean, I don't think there's a general manager in the league that would have paid the price that Billy Armstrong was asking from Ottawa. I and mean, it was two first-round picks in either Ridley Gregg or Matt Sogard, the goaltender you're not going to do that. So maybe they soften, but it does feel like Ottawa needs to, to give that group a little bit of support for this this push to try and, and lock in a playoff spot. And then in Calgary, it's as complicated. I think Tree is still trying to figure out whether or not this team is entirely invested. I know as of today, he was looking at the defense market, maybe not high-end shopping on chicken and some of the bigger pieces, but looking at some of the, middle level defense he's trying to add a little bit more support defensively for sure and i mean if the right forward pops into the market i'm sure he'd try and move on that too
2: yeah it's a lot though dregs i mean that's the thing you look around what's been going on you you can clearly see the teams that are loading up trying to go for it there's just that it there's kind of like that line it's like okay there's eight teams, you know, ten teams that believe they can, you know, go deep and just based on either their situation. You know, Colorado kind of a, a – I thought it was a bit of a swift move. I like Lars Eller, especially in the yeah, three-hole. Like, he's a he's a, he's a, good player. He's hard to play against. Like, you think yes. Colorado might uh, continue to, to sniff around?
3: <clears throat> I think they will continue to stem, uh, sniff around, but more so on depth. But I agree with you, Noodles. Like, as soon as Jonathan Cave slipped out of the equation – I think that that Colorado had time for Taves, for the pedigree, for the way he plays healthy, all of those things, but not available. So, you know, now you've got to shift into another gear. Lars Eller still has lots of game left. And I I do think that that Colorado is is poking around. That Western Conference, to me, is fascinating. You know, Winnipeg is reeling right now, right? Like, that was a tough one. They took it right on the chin. Losing the way they did to the to the, the LA Kings last night, right? Yeah. Um, you know they had Nino Niederreiter for a second round pick in 2024. They'd like to add another uh, forward. A lot of teams' guys are buzzing around the Detroit Red Wings now, and obviously Eisman is in seller mode. You know he gets the extension done with Dylan Larkin. What that was going to happen in a matter of time, but we know that he he's willing to move out Tyler Bertuzzi and. There's more than a few teams that are interested in him, but again, the ask is prohibitive. Like it's a first-round pick plus. Uh, Jacob Varana, a little bit of baggage there, but we know the history of that player. He can produce. Might he be a, a deadline acquisition? Maybe. And then a the curious one that they're not getting any sort of traction on is uh, is Adida. You know, 23-year-old. He's had a tough start to his career, but what's his contract? Like. 1.825 for the next couple of years, you got to be in for a reclamation project. But my point is, there are available forwards. So I'm looking at Winnipeg, I'm looking at Vegas, Carolina, you know, they had Shane Goss' pair, but they haven't added a, added a forward yet, and they need scoring help. So there's well, some got, teams that are definitely going to do something.
2: Carolina got Harry at the Hendersons yesterday, the, the big, uh, big mutant uh, out of uh, Edmonton there. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, right yeah arby, <laughs>
2: arby to strap him amazing. to the roof <laughs> strap him to the roof and drive around with him but you, you know what drakes the the other thing i was i and i don't know if you know the answer to this and i was asked this yesterday uh from somebody in detroit bertuzzi's you know vaccination status like does that even factor in or matter in today's world like Crossing the board. like say a team like Winnipeg would like a yeah. guy like Bertuzzi. Do you have to factor that in? I don't even. And I'm traveling. I'm a travel so crosses anymore. the board.
3: I don't know. Like I don't know the answer to that. I look. I so here, this is my own opinion on it. I don't right. think it matters to the hockey club. I don't think it matters to the general manager. But I can sure envision the local media in Winnipeg or Edmonton peppering Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, the first time that he's made available to the media, if one of those teams acquires him to, to poke into that process. And that's when, and we've seen it in Toronto, guys, you've lived it firsthand, right? Where a sports story all of a sudden becomes a news story. And then all of a sudden, practice player availability has 15 more people and they're all news people looking for a sound bite, right? So right. I, I, I don't think it goes beyond the extent of that. So how much pressure, you know, senior management or ownership in Canadian markets would put on their general manager for that? I haven't heard it, to be honest, Noodles. Uh, I've heard it from media asking that question, but I haven't heard it from hockey operations people yeah. who, you know, consider, consider Tyler Bertuzzi as being a legit player in play. Oh, I
2: think he's a great player and a, a a guy that could add to any team that's trying to go deep because he's kind of that I unique yeah. unique player, tough and can fight and can score. Yeah. But I just I wasn't even sure of the you know thought process if that would even factor in even two percent into acquiring him or not. I think life has moved on. And I don't think so I,
0: anymore. I, he's Canadian too. He's from Sudbury, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I yeah, I, yeah, I
2: mean he's it just did i i again it was a question that was posed to me and i did not have the answer although you know i'm flying to new york to do the game tomorrow i had to fill in on my app today like uh, vaccination status i was like what like i've been traveling across the border like it was it was a weird ask on the app that was my that's what made me think of it in the question yesterday
3: yeah yeah and i'm actually you know what Generally speaking, maybe I mentioned this earlier, I'm a bit surprised that there hasn't been more action around the Detroit forwards in play. And that's going to change. I mean, it can change as we're having this conversation. With all due respect to James Van Rienstuyk, you know, he's playing for a contract. He's a big guy. He's not as fleet as what he once was. But there's there's activity around him. And I get that too. But, Noodles, as you nailed down Tyler Bertuzzi, with all due respect to JVR... I don't know. I just I, I think there's more tools in the toolbox in Bertuzzi for me, but I'm, you know the market isn't isn't showing Detroit that yet.
2: Yeah. Darren,
1: before we get you out of here, I have a question about that dog that barked. Like I've seen the pictures of your dog. Yeah. I was trying and to it's to keep the size blood. of a horse. And if a little yeah. dog pees in the backyard and they have those ye- little yellow <laughs> spots. Like do you just have a yellow grass backyard? <laughs>
3: Wow, yes, basically. But I am as meticulous as you can be with a 135-pound female Great Dane. Like, I am constantly digging holes and repairing constantly. It's, yeah. it's the definition of insanity because you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But, and and this is how good a neighbor I am. Tiny is, is her name. I won't let her pee on any neighbor's grass. Just because yeah. of that, it's and sure those little and those
1: little poop bags that yeah. they yeah, offer no, at the store. Do you no. just use a garbage bag?
2: Oh yeah, because a yeah, 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 hundred. Yeah. No, like a big dog, garbage mooses, bag. Yeah, the mooses are probably bigger than the three of us put together. The size of that dog. Yeah.
3: Okay, I'm going to gross you guys out, but I was walking. I was walking her last week, right? <laughs> I made the mistake. Normally, I take. You know, we're in this new age where you're not supposed to get plastic garbage bags and that anymore. You take your own bags or you get paper or whatever, okay? so But we all have a collection of plastic garbage bags. I didn't take one. For tiny, it's needed. I took a normal poop bag. So I'm walking her, and she's got a bad leg, so she can't go down the stairs in the backyard. I'm walking her. She does her business, and it was a mon- monstrosity. <laughs> like a, like a, a two-hander... And oh, no, no. like I, I so I, I fight with it. I get as much of it into the bag as I can. I tie it off, and I start walking, and then I realize that my pinky finger is covered. Oh, stop! Yeah.
1: That tough
2: dude. You gotta
1: give it. A, you gotta <laughs> give it a delicious wing lick and move on like it never happened.
2: <laughs> no, <you're dumb>. That's <laughs> where <laughs> you start wiping you your, do. Do. your hand and
0: on we'll the ground. Pandemics we'll like begin right there. That's <laughs> right. what happened. I think.
3: I, thought I, read I love something my dog, but he, there's a line that has to be drawn here. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I would think so. I'm
0: glad you brought that up, Bo, though. Thank, thanks for bringing that up at 5.30 <laughs> as people are making their way home or sitting around the dinner table. <laughs> All right, Dregs. Thanks, Powell. See Bye. you on Friday.
3: Yeah, okay, boys. Have a good night.
0: There's Darren Dreger, a TSN hockey insider, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota, and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily it's time to toyota visit maple Toyota.com. yeah you see people walking around with their dogs man it is a scene but you got to do it got to be a good dog owner you have to do it we are living I in a society here
1: i think it was covid but i think everyone has a dog like it the, the amount of dogs that were purchased during covid i think it's there's a lot of dogs
0: out there man there are a lot of dogs yeah, yeah a lot of dogs and uh it's all good so there you go dregs yeah. making sure that he does what he has to do and there's a lot of uh, again rumors out there i'm I, there's a lot of different teams you got circled and you're wondering where do they go here like I'm sure where are their
1: heads at
0: yeah like in Vancouver you got to be thinking what is going on you're trading picks for a like do they think they're gonna be good next year that would that's what would scare me is, do you think you're good next year? That's like I,
1: exactly what's going to happen. They're going to say we got to get rid of some deadwood here, and we're going to get we're going to fill in with some good young players. And don't think that this year is going to happen again next year. We're retooling. It's not major surgery, and we're going to be
0: good. Right. I think that's right. exactly what the pitches. But is you know what's be, scary? I wouldn't what believe it. What if they're not? Why, why? would you believe that it will be any different next year? Like if Dampko stays healthy, that would go a long way. Yeah. But um, still, I mean, they're, listen, and Horonix, he's 25. Like, he is a 25-year-old yeah, player. He's but, a
2: good player, but it, maybe
0: maybe you're looking
2: for it. And I was just looked at his deal. He's got 4.5 or 4.4 this year and next year. So he's got a little cost certainty, but I don't know. They're, they've got a lot of deck I, chairs. It's just typical
0: of Vancouver. Like, that's what it says to me. Typical of Vancouver, that they're, they're trying to speed it up. Let's go out and pay – we don't want to wait for the draft picks to develop properly – Let's go get a guy who may leave in a year and a half anyway, but let's go get him. Um, All right, thanks to Darren Dreger. Jerry's Percentage is coming up. The Raptors with a massive win last night. We'll get into that as well. We're uh, closing in on trade deadline, but there's things happening, it seems like every minute now around the National Hockey League. So we're all over it. We'll catch up with Jerry. We'll do that next.
4: You're going to want to
1: hear
2: this. Jerry's Percentages.
1: I don't love being commissioner as much as I used to. I actually love it even more. That's the voice of a f- Hall of
4: Famer. Are you kidding? <laughs> have you have you been out drinking?
1: Jerry,
4: Jerry, Jerry. You're all pigeons, filthy, filthy pigeons. It's Jerry, G-E-W-R-Y.
0: All right, busy week in the NHL. Busy week for Jerry. I saw he was in Calgary, right? He's stirring up uh, the pot out in Calgary oh, about why it. new rink. Wow, well, well, they're they talking about it. They need one, absolutely. That's, the, but,
1: that's been a five-year conversation as well.
0: Right. Well, they, the mayor screwed it up
2: out there. It, it's just been a disaster. Like, it's been, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, they. it is the oldest rink. Outside of MSG, it's the oldest rink in the NHL. Like,
0: mm-hmm. it
2: needs, you need a new rink there. Like, Got to
0: have a new rink. But yeah. uh, someone's got to pay for that rink, and maybe the owner could pay for it, but that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, like that—that's the thing. Got to have a new rink. Well, then go buy a new rink. Yeah. Well go, go build know. it. Well, and they want we the same want
2: deal. That. They want the same deal that Edmonton got. Of course, where, and I understand yeah, why they public would. Public funding.
0: They probably should. They probably right. should. But um, you know, if you want a new rink, you could technically purchase a new rink. Yes, yeah. you could. <laughs> you could build a new rink if you wanted to, but it's not that easy. All right, let's hear from Jerry. Let's see what uh, is on his mind this week.
4: Jerry's got his feet up on the desk, a cigar lit. And I'm basking in all the glory of being the greatest commissioner in the world. Because I heard all you loudmouth losers, including Critter, on the morning show. So I activated Operation Trade Sensation. (laughs) That sounds sexy. Which set off an absolute landslide of moving and shaking. That is the whole sports world bowing at my feet. The feet of Jerry the Commissioner. Actually, it's Jerry the Great.
0: Wow, that is humble. Jerry the Great. Because, what was it? Operation... Sensation. Trade 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 Sensation. Sensation. Uh, Wow, what a... That's stealth, man. Good for Jerry cause what do you think he thinks of yesterday? Like
1: does he do you think like oh this is great, like people like this maybe they'll shut up now or he's just like business as usual.
0: Well, I think it's fitting that all we've heard out of the NHL front office over the last 2 days is we're watching you that you're not trading long-term IR or cap space around, right? It's like they're the boogeyman, like don't have too much fun, right? Don't trade right. pieces we don't want you to. Let's not get silly here. Arizona's got to compete. You know, come on. Don't get stupid. But it's good for business, like we established yesterday. How can it not be? You're talking major names. You're talking a lot of movement. It's great. All right, Jerry, let's go here. What do we have? Let's get to the takes.
4: Kyle Dubas received Jerry's message loud and clear, and he's not done yet. Because the Leafs will make one more trade for a player that will be in the lineup game one of the playoffs. Interesting.
0: Interesting.
2: One more trade?
0: One more acquisition of a player that will play in game that's one. The,
2: that's the kicker for me. I'm low on this for somebody who will play in game one. He's going to make a trade, but he might it might be somebody who, a you know, goalie for depth, uh, move a defenseman for another situation, but mm-hmm. I think he's kind of done for players that will be in game one, unless there's injuries and all of that stuff, okay. taking that out. So I'm low on this. I'm 18%.
1: I don't, I, 10, 10% another player. Is
2: he's a player. making a trade. Do you think he's making a trade?
0: Yeah, but I think like Greg said, it could be, you know, maybe it's Gustafson goes for a second round or, I don't know. Who who knows what it is. I think is. they're done.
1: I'm going to guess they're done. I'm saying 10%.
0: Yeah, it seems like it probably should be low because you've made so like many that, acquisitions. Yeah,
1: like that's enough. But what, like, I don't know, I understand, the only thing I don't understand is, what where are they at with Matt Murray? Like if he at goes into Calgary and he plays and he's a gas can, how can you be comfortable with that on a Thursday evening?
0: You know, I what don't I'm see how you can be, but No I don't I mean maybe they've made their bet in that position. Samsonov's been very good. Right? Samsonov's been good. He's young, He's stayed healthy, they play well know, in front of him.
1: Hayes, but you really do you really trust that? A guy that was like struggling to find his place to just getting it all back and, and leading your team in the playoffs? I, I mean, I
0: guess. You might have to. I, I will say this. Based on the the Jerrys that we're talking about right now, I don't think they acquire a goalie that is the number one guy. That's where I one. am. Yeah. I don't think they're doing that. They might find a depth guy who has to back up and maybe has to play at some point. But I, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you guys. Because I I think you've gone this far. If something arises, maybe they're calling on a guy who's not available right now, but the GM decides in the next 24 hours, you know what, we are selling. We are out. You know, that that player is available. And um, they still have first-round picks. They still have prospects. I'll say 30%. It's still low, but 30% still makes one more acquisition of a player that actually plays come game one of the playoffs.
4: Of the new Leafs that are pending UFAs, at least one of them will re-sign in Toronto this
0: summer. This is this is an interesting one, because if you look How at it, the Leafs, there? well, there's a lot of them. In terms of the guys they've acquired, O'Reilly's a UFA, Achari's a UFA, Lafferty has one more year, um, and Shen is a UFA, and Gustafson is a UFA, so you're talking four guys.
1: I'm saying one of them will re-sign. Yeah,
0: okay. it, it's so not going to so. be Ryan O'Reilly, though. You don't think it's Ryan O'Reilly?
1: No, I just I, I I there's other business to take. I mean, who knows how this plays out?
2: But that's the thing. I wouldn't rule out O'Reilly. I think that's a a, a Plan B type of thing. And mm-hmm. if he settles in and likes it here and you know, willing to make a contract work, you have no idea what eighty-eight and thirty-four are thinking. You know, like that's the, you know, that's the elephant in the room too. You need to like so. I'm not ruling O'Reilly out. In any situation. No, was...
0: I'm not either. It would be complicated. He wants to get paid. He will get paid. Sure. Um, but for this, I'm going to say 90 percent. That like I could see Luke Shen back for 800 grand next year. You know, like he's yeah. making 850 now. He's not going to ask for much more than that next year. I could see them liking what he brings. He likes it being back home in Toronto. So what did I say? 90 percent. Yeah, I say 90 percent.
2: I'm high on it too. Seventy-eight percent, same. A hundred
0: percent, hundred percent, over the top. Because if you like, if you look at it, Gustafson's a UFA, Shen's a UFA, Hall will be a UFA, Aston Reese, Bunting, Achari, Camp, O'Reilly, Kerfoot—all UFAs. That's a lot of flexibility. Like that is a lot of. Now you're tied up with a lot of money in right. Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Riley, Brody. um, you know Jake McCabe's here, but he's at two million. You got Murray next year at four point seven million. But there's there's a lot of potential for moving pieces come the summer as well, yeah. in terms of what the Leafs could end up doing. Uh, what else do you have for us, Jerry?
4: Jerry's sick and tired of the Aaron Rodgers soap opera, and so is Green Bay because Jordan Love will be the starting QB week one for the Packers. When Jabby was in his prime, making megabucks, I had a dark room too, and you know
0: what I mean. Mm. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. in Love, Week One starter for the Green Bay Packers. I'm
1: saying a eighty. No, I'm going to say hundred percent.
4: But. Wow.
1: This is only based on goofy quotes I've seen on Twitter. And I don't know if you should never (laughs) say this in this industry, but you're hearing quotes from the head coach saying, we love him, we think he's ready to play. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you just scroll through and you see enough of those and you think, this is actually happening. Regardless of what you saw in Kansas City last year, that performance, which was awful... That is going to be your guy. So good luck with it. I'm gonna say hundred percent they've moved on from Rogers. There's smoke, there's fire, man. When those quotes come out saying we're sick of we're we're sick of Rogers, yeah, like we're sick of the whole routine. There's gotta be some fire there, man.
2: But I I think they might be in the quarterback rotation. Rodgers moves on, they bring somebody else in. You know, like
0: That's a good point. Is it definitely Jordan Love? if he I, leaves?
2: I that's the thing. I don't think it's love if he if he if Rogers leaves. Like I think it might be Love and somebody else and the mm-hmm. other person is a veteran who has some pedigree what wants a, a change of scenery. Right. So that's so that makes me lower on that, right? If I don't think Jordan yep. Love okay. That's a,
0: it is a two pronged attack, the yeah, Rogers 30, angle and the Jordan Love angle.
2: Yeah, so I'm thirty eight percent that loves the starter game. One because I think it's somebody else other than Rogers. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty high too because I'm reading it the same way you are. Brian Brian Kudekunst is the GM. He was act, asked like bluntly, "Do you want this guy back?" And he couldn't give them a straight answer. Like that's all you need to hear. If they desperately want Aaron like they did a couple of years ago,
1: you're not scrambling for You're an not answer.
0: scrambling. You're saying absolutely. Yeah. He's the greatest packer of all time, blah blah blah. We love him. Exactly. The guys love him. But we're going to give him time and respect and let him figure out what he wants to do. And if he doesn't want to be any more, here anymore, we'll respect those wishes. There is a much more diplomatic way of answering it. What I heard out of the Packers GM was, we don't want him. He's driving us crazy. He's got to go. And I think Rogers wants to go, too. You're going on all these stupid retreats and stuff to figure out what you're doing. Shut up and figure it out and move. You know, Like, I'm done, personally. I'm ready to move on from the guy. I think Jordan Love will be the starter, though, if that ends up happening. Rodgers could complicate things, but I'll say 95%. 95%. I'll leave a 5% sliver. Uh, What else do we have, Jerry?
4: The Ottawa Senators are humming right now, and Jerry's sniffing out a playoff spot with their name on it because the Sens are going to punch a ticket, and Jerry called it first. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I'm
1: going to say they punch a ticket.
2: Wow. That's they
1: got the aggressive. mojo. They got the mojo. Timmy Stew, give him some flowers because hey. he's a stud. He's a player. Noodles, yeah. you've yeah. seen that guy up front and personal, up close and personal. I'm going to say they punch a ticket. 75%. <sighs> I'm I'm changing that to 65. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm lower on this just because of the situation, the teams that they're trying to catch, and you're running out of time. It's a great story. They're 10-3-1, I think, in their last 14. I just did the back-to-back games. They look fantastic. We'll see how they look against Patrick Kane and the Rangers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're playing a lot of games bunched up. they got to go out west. We'll see how that unfolds. I love the fact that they're playing meaningful games, but I still am a little bit lower on this than than maybe others, but I want to see it. I'm 28% because just of what's ahead of them. That's a right. big, you know, it's a lot yes. of teams to jump.
0: I long. agree with you. I, I'm at 20%, which is 20% higher than I was two weeks ago. I have been pretty adamant almost since the middle of October they weren't making the playoffs, and yet I have to give them full credit because they could have – Gone into a tailspin and been a disaster. Really, the way they started, it could have been a mess. They've had injuries in net, they've had problems, and yet they have found a way to battle back. But there's still five points behind Pitt. They got 22 games to go. They're only six back of the Islanders, and they got four games in hand on them. But Florida's got games in hand. Buffalo's hey, got games in hand. Let me there's just too mention many one thing.
1: If you said, for like, like if the goal for Ottawa, which I think would be a reasonable one at the beginning of the season, if they said we would like to be playing meaningful hockey games in the fall, in the in the spring, isn't that what they're doing?
0: That's yes. I would say that's what they're doing. Now, yes, that can change in ten games. If you wake up with ten to go and you're nine points back, then you're not playing meaningful games, I'm sorry. You're
2: playing spoiler at that. You're playing spoiler. I mean,
0: the
1: one comment that hurt them was Pierre. Pierre made one comment that was, I think, yeah, yeah, the rebuild is over. If you ask them, I think in a a candid moment, he'd say, I shouldn't have said that.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Because that got people thinking like we're in, like we're going to be one of the eight automatic.
0: No, but they've been impressive.
1: A reasonable goal would have been to play meaningful games in the spring. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I wouldn't take anything away from them. I would add a couple guys. They're in the
0: tougher conference. But they're in a very tough, tough conference.
2: They are, and their schedule's tough, but i I said this right at the start of the year. I wasn't sure if they were a playoff team, but i I believe that they, with the progression of the players that they have, I didn't see i i I felt like Stutzler was going to be a 70 to 80 point guy eventually. He's going to blow past that as far as what his ceiling is. Sanderson hit the ground running the kid. I think the kid's going to be a star. They've got some players there to brink it. You know, uh, Hayes, you called it. You thought he was going to be a 25-goal scorer, but he's a point-of-game guy because he's he's now distributing the puck. You know, they've got guys they can score, but they need to add to that group. But at the start of the year, I wanted them to play meaningful hockey down the stretch. Right now they're doing that. We'll see what it looks like in five games, ten games and that. So that's why I'm at 28%.
0: Yeah. And I think that again, that's a higher percentage than anyone would have thought a month and a half ago, because right. they've continued to battle and play, and they're yeah. they're in, they're in the hunt. So there you go. Yeah. All right, Jerry's after dark in about an hour. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN Four. So we didn't get into this with John Schneider a couple of days ago, but based on his tone, it wasn't surprising. And this has been somewhat of a story down at uh, spring training that the home run jacket is RIP. Good, home run really? jacket, RIP, yeah. And um, the Jays are trying to put forth this new foot, right, like this new vibe that they're uber-professional and they're all business. grizzled veterans and all business. And I'm curious, you know, how well that's going to be accepted by everyone. And I'm curious.
1: You can find a balance, haze where you like, have even to. the quality teams, like the New York Yankees, I think that they shove guys in a grocery cart and push them down the dugout. Mm-hmm. It's either them or the Phillies that one of the teams does that. It's like yeah. what are you just gonna say? Oh yeah I mean, I couldn't stand the sunflower seeds being thrown at someone's head or the whole carrying but I, I don't know, you gotta have
0: fun. It's hundred and sixty two games. No you kidding. cannot be in like exam mode every single day. You can't And strip. it
1: means something to Vladdy, I think. I like I think Vladdy is really in, he was really into the jacket. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna really want something, doesn't he?
0: I would, th- and I think he should have a pretty loud voice, right? Like, sure, bring Damn in Kiermeyer, right. bring in Bell, bring in Varsho, bring in Bassett. Who's the man? Still Vladdy, man. Right, Vladdy's still your guy. He's still the number one guy. And, and
2: uh, but the jacket, like, is that what they pinpointed as the difference between taking, you know, all business and not them standing? The- what bothered me was the manager the standing there was right. it Charlie Charlie's Charlie. standing there with the Jack. That was a little much. I can't see Schneider doing that, but I'm fine with the players still having fun with it. You got to still enjoy that. It's after a dinger.
0: Do you hit a big home run that like, I think the issue is if you hit a home run, you're losing eight, eight nothing and you hit a home run.
2: That's fair. That's <laughs> like, fair. you know, you got to
0: kind of relax and I'm not <laughs> suggesting that happen very often, but there are times when you have fun and there are times when, when maybe you, need to lock in a little bit more but it's it's symbolic of what this messaging is like Schneider and the Jays are trying to portray a different type of professionalism and we'll see if it actually matters because they still won a lot of ball games last year right um, you know are they going to win 100 this year probably not so you're still looking at 91 92 93 wins but will it feel different and will it play different come playoff time More on that in the final hour. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050, soon to be up on TSN 2.